right? God will send people your way to say, hey, God is good. Keep you encouraged to keep you filled up. And we saw that in Philip, how Philip went to the man, even though he came from worship, he was reading something where he didn't understand. And Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, let me, let me tell you about it. And he talked to him about Jesus Christ. Amen. Continually pulling on those who maybe have accepted Christ, continue to pulling on their hearts to know more about Jesus. Isn't God always pulling on our hearts to know more of him? More of him. And today. Amen. We're going to be talking about understanding. Our salvation. Is that all right? Can we talk about that? Amen. Amen. Now, let's go. It'll pop up. Amen. So, in understanding our salvation, we have to get an understanding on what's left over. Okay. So we talked about uh, we talked about justification. We talked about repentance. We talked about faith. We talked about um, um, conversion. And now we're going into regeneration, sanctification. Baptism of the Holy Ghost being filled with it. All right. And being filled with it. That's a that's very important that we understand about being filled with it. And there it is. Regeneration, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost being filled with it. Now, when you become saved and we're going to talk about this, when you become saved right away, the Holy Ghost is working in you. When you receive Jesus Christ, some people all you get it later on down the line. Nope. How can you get it long, later on down the line? If the Holy Ghost ain't working in you, how are you going to ever get better, get right? That's your helpmate. That's your gift. Amen. But the difference is about being filled with the Holy Ghost. All right. Because we get filled at different times, at different moments. God, God is able to touch us and fill us to do his will. And we're going to talk about that. So regeneration, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, being filled with it. All right. All of this is included when you receive salvation. All right. Regeneration, renewal and restoration. All right. Now, in biology, regeneration is the process of renewal, restoring and growth that makes the cells and organisms and all that. And guess what? Everything that that's renewing and, and restoring is uh, resilient. Things are resilient around you, meaning able to withstand to recover quickly from difficult conditions, meaning that when you're regenerated and, and, and you allow Christ to come in and salvation to work, the renewal and restoration, he begins to regenerate those things that were damaged by from being in sin. Are you with me? When you receive salvation, the regeneration process begins where Jesus begins to come in and fix and begin to grow those things that have been damaged in your life, your mind, your heart, your soul, everything that you've been going through in life. Jesus begins to restore it and make it better to his will. Amen. New mind. Amen. New will. Emotions begin to change. Your emotions are not the same anymore. You're regenerated. I mean, you're, you're re resilient, able to withstand, to recover from difficult conditions. All right? Meaning that also that uh, regeneration is also talking about a, a fluctuation, meaning irregular or events that cause disturbance or damage. Regeneration comes from difficulties hitting your life. 
Amen. And you're able to be resilient. Something else is growing there. Something else is moving. Something else is producing while you are taking damage, while you're taking disturbance in your life. Oh, this is good. Salvation. It's a recovering, a regeneration. So three things we're going to look at in regeneration is the intellect. Do I have that here? No. The intellect, the will, and your emotions. The intellect, the will, and your emotions becomes regenerated. Now, I want to, my wife, I'm going to show you a picture. Man, this thing keep popping off. I'm going to show you a picture, okay? My wife was like, babe, don't show that because that's fake. I don't believe that's real. So I'm, I'll, hopefully this thing pops up and I can show you. Um, let's see here. It's called, um, oh, baby, I forgot the name. You, you know, you, <laughs> I almost forgot the name of it. It's called an axle. Uh, there you go, honey. You got it. It's called an axolotl. I don't know if you ever heard of the axolotl, um, but uh, I got it, buddy. What you need? All right. <laughs> All right, I got it. <laughs> It's called an axolotl. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, boom. That is a real animal. My wife was like, baby, don't show that. That's fake. Somebody just messed that up. Somebody did something. That's some YouTube. That's an axolotl. And what an axolotl is, an axolotl is, it, it, scientists can't even figure it out. They, they're like, this animal is able to regenerate not just a tail, not just um, its arms, is, is able to regenerate a damaged brain. If a piece of the brain is damaged, it can regenerate it and make it new. If its heart get damaged, the heart begins to regenerate and it becomes new. And the scientists are bogged now and they can't understand. What, that's why he got a smile on his face. Man, that's why that thing is so happy. Like, man, this, stuff, this world can't touch me. You try to hit me here, it's going to re regenerate. You try to hit my heart, it's going to regenerate. Man, I got a smile on my face. Listen, when you receive salvation and God comes into your life and he starts regenerating you, he starts fixing that damaged mind, that intellect. Amen. Amen. Listen, let's go how Jesus, let's go to the intellect. Let's look at. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 starting in verse 8 it says but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger wrath malice blaspheming filthy filthy language out of your mouth just stop talking filthy people people always be like you know it's cussing a sin yeah it's filthy language you can't have it how you gonna praise God with that how can you talk dirty about women and cuss and then say, Lord, I love you. F this, dot, dot, that. What's going on? Filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with, these, with his deeds. That old man is not there. You're regenerated. Amen. You're regenerating a new mind. That old mind been damaged and has been messed with by Satan, by the enemy. It's been polluted. It's damaged. 
And so God is saying, put off that old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, the regenerated man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. A new man. God has created you. He has changed your mindset. Your mind is different now. You have a new knowledge. You're regenerated. Amen? You have a new mind. The will. Let's look at the will. The will is new. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse and 2 and 5, it says, And sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God. Now, Paul was talking here. He wrote a letter to the church, and he was saying, I'm sending Timothy to check out you guys' faith. Because something is inside of me, inside my heart is saying that your faith has been wavering. Something has been hitting your faith. And I feel like, and I'm praying that I'm wrong, that your faith has been wavering. Don't lose your faith. So he sent Timothy to tell him, please don't lose your faith. Everything that we work for, everything that that, that God has used us for, don't fall now. He sent Timothy and said, don't fall now. God, saints, I'm telling you how long you've been in the Lord and, and seeking God's face. God is crying out and saying, don't fall now. Come on. I have blessed you. I have lifted you up. I have picked you up. I have turned you around. I gave you a job. I gave you this. I blessed you with that. How are you going to go back now? There are people that need to see what I have done in your life. And this is what, this is what God is saying. And, and sent Timothy or our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith that no one should be shaken by these afflictions for yourselves know that we are appointed to to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation. This is what we're here for. We might suffer some things. We might have some afflictions. We might go through some things just as it happened and you know. For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith. I, I couldn't help it. I had to make sure that you're staying encouraged. And so I sent someone. Amen. Listen. There are people out there that are shaken by different afflictions and different difficulties. They may have accepted Christ. There are a lot of people that know about church and may have accepted Christ. But like I said last week, they're on that teetery-tottery thing. And they don't really just don't know. And so God, so Paul said, I had to send someone. Listen, God is sending us, amen. He is sending us out to say, listen, stay encouraged. Listen, God loves you. Listen, God cares for you. Hold on while you're going through your afflictions. And through your trials and tribulation, God loves you. God sent me to tell you, God cares. God cares because he cared for me. I was there. He helped me through my afflictions. He helped me through my trials. He helped me through my tribulations. God cares. That's the will. That's the will. The will says, I I, I don't matter what my afflictions are, no matter what my suffering is, no matter what my tribulation is, I will continue on because I know that God cares for me. I know and understand that I have to face these things. I have to face these things because I need to be a testimony to somebody who has been through something. I need to be a testimony for somebody who thinks there's no hope, who thinks they can't rise up again, who thinks that they have fallen and they can't get up. God, let me be a testimony. Let my will go forth with all power and all glory. I'm regenerated. My will just keeps regenerating. I still got power to move through my trials and tribulations. Amen. Under regeneration is intellect, the will. And also Paul said, if you read more of Paul, receive, receiving the good news of their faith. And there, there will be a deed not break by the tempter. Now, I want you to understand is that um, 
is that, oh, let's read verse 5. And I want you to understand this. For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, least by some means the tempter had tempted you. Now, he was talking about the enemy right here. Amen. And our labor might be in vain, meaning that the tempter is coming to tempt the saints. He's coming to drag the saints down so they can lose their power to stand for Jesus. So they can lose the, the Holy Spirit and grieve the Holy Spirit so they won't be able to move in the power of God. Satan is tempting the saints to drag them away from the power, to drag them from away from their inheritance. God has blessed you with an inheritance and Satan is trying to step in and snatch it away. That's what he did to Eve. He wanted what they had. They had the whole world they could go through and spread light through the whole world. They had the power. And Satan came in and said, I'm snatching that inheritance. That's why the Bible says he's the God of this world because he snatched the inheritance. But God, Jesus, came back to give us the power again to walk this earth with power. Amen? Against the tempter. Now, the intellect, the will, and he came to uh, um, talk about our, our emotions, regenerate our emotions to change the way our emotions are. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 through 8, it says, In this you greatly rejoice, through though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. I know you're going through these trials, and they can change your emotions sometimes. That the uh, genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you, seen you love, though now you, don't, you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. Your emotions have changed. Even though you're grieved by the, even though you're grieved sometimes. Saints, it's, so, it's okay sometimes we grieve. Even though we grieve sometimes within our trials and tribulations and they hit us. But listen, he has given us a word. He said, it's been tested by fire. You have a faith that is more precious than gold. You have a faith to hold on to that's more powerful than rubies and money and, and fame and fortune. You have something that is so powerful that can rise you up and get you through. That's why your emotions may grieve sometimes. And it's okay to tell people, yes, I cried, but there was another emotion. I was regenerated by Jesus Christ. And now I can express my emotions with joy and peace and love. I can still have a smile on my face just like the axolotl. That's why I'm smiling. Because I'm regenerated. I'm regenerated. Amen? The Holy Spirit to continue to work. Now, it's the continuous operation of the Holy Spirit that takes a justified sinner and renews the whole nature and you begin to produce fruit, good works, because God has equipped you to do so because of sanctification that's the continuous work of the holy spirit working in your life so like i said when you came up and you said lord god i'm sorry i'm saved i, I please lord god come into my life and you the holy ghost have came into your life he begins to sanctify you he begins to continue to work after he renews your mind amen 
He gives you a new mind. It, it, it was damaged. It was messed up. Your heart was damaged. It was messed up. And then he renews it and makes it new. He gives you a new heart and a new mind. Guess what? He said, I'm not done. I will continue this work. I will sanctify you. So while the enemy is trying to damage your mind still, and while he's still trying to damage your heart, God says, you are sanctified. I will continue the work inside of you. I will continue to heal you. I will continue to restore you. No matter how many times I need to do it, if you come to me, me i will work in you you will be sanctified just keep holding on to the creator that can regenerate you you don't see the axolotl denying god if he did he wouldn't be able to grow a limb again you don't see the axolotl run around there ain't no god if, you, if the axolotl didn't believe he the, the, all the creatures believe amen they must have a faith because they every day they wake up god says look at the birds they don't worry about nothing. They must have some kind of faith. God going to provide some provider for me. Amen. They have some kind of connection with the creator. God will keep renewing your heart. Every time the enemy comes in, he will keep renewing you and building you up. You are sanctified. Listen, let's look at Philippians. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only. Listen, you're not just obeying in my presence. You're not just obeying in the church. You're not just obeying when we come to get togethers and fellowships. He said, not just only in my presence. Sometimes we can get caught up just being obedient in the presence of other saints. Oh, y'all like, man, wait a minute. Sometimes people can only be uh, in presence of the saints and they looking like this but as soon as they get out of the presence of the saints as soon as they get out of the presence of church something else happens I don't know what happens something else I don't know what comes over something comes over amen therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence while I am gone while I'm not while am I, I'm in my home in my prayer closet while I'm alone with my neighbor with my family while I'm alone with my friends in Jesus' absence while he's not here right now physically. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. God's salvation is continually to work in you. So you must stay before him no matter where you are. In the church, on the street, in the mall, while you're shopping, everywhere you go, at your work, on your job, you must, with fear and trembling, allow salvation continue to work in your life. Let it work in your life. Let it move in your life so you can produce the fruit that you need to produce. Galatians 5 and 22, a known scripture, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Listen, the enemy wants to snatch all that away. He wants to make sure you don't love. He wants to make sure you have no joy. He wants to make sure you have no peace. He wants to make sure you have no long suffering. He wants to make sure you have no kindness. He wants to make sure you have no goodness. He wants to make sure you have no faithfulness. He wants to make sure you have no gentleness. And he sure enough want to make sure that the church have no self-control. He wants to make sure that so the tempter is tempting. 
and he's pushing and he's nudging because he wants you to lose. But listen, what's so powerful of sanctification about the Holy Ghost working in you? When the enemy attacks your love, Jesus is right there to fill you up. And Wesley say, no, 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 don't do that. Let me regenerate what the enemy had just attacked. You might need to go and grieve for a moment, but let me regenerate you and give you that love that you need to keep facing your day. I know the enemy may have attacked your joy. I know the enemy may have attacked your peace, but God is a regenerator. He can regenerate all your love and your joy and your peace and your long suffering. You might have been hit here and hit there, but say, God, fill me again. Regenerate me so I can love. Regenerate me so I can have joy. Regenerate me my peace. I don't want to lose it. Let me hold on to you. My creator is my regenerator. He's my regenerator. He's my regenerator. Now, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then being filled with it. And just, I, I want to make sure that I, I want people to understand through scripture that when you accept Christ in your life, the spirit of God is in you. The Holy Ghost moves in you. And that's in Romans 8, 9, and 10. I don't have that scripture up there. I'm just going to read it. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. This is Romans 8, 9, and 10. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. And if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. And when you accept Christ in your life, Jesus is in you. He's working in you. The Holy Ghost is moving. He's working. He's changing you. That's how all this sanctification can happen. That's how you can be regenerated. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is working. The Holy Ghost is moving inside of your life. That's why you have been abused today. Because something is moving inside of you. The Holy Spirit is working inside your life. And you're saying, I want more. I need to know him. Baptism. Now being filled. This leads us to being filled, being a, having a feeling of the Holy Ghost. This comes from sanctification. This comes from being regenerated. This comes from repentance and having faith. All these things, justification, all these things come to a point where now God can fill you in the, with the Holy Ghost because everything is in place. Through salvation, everything becomes lined up. Everything becomes in place for God to move and fill you for his work and his glory. Are you with me? So now this comes from sanctification when constantly you allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life. It's your helpmate. You're looking for the times God will fill you up for his works. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Don't think that you're going to be perfect. Don't think that you're going to do everything right. But you're lined up and you're heading in that direction and he's able to fill you. Why? Because you're always in the process of seeking his face. And when you're always in the process of seeking his face, he can use you. He can fill you up. He can use you for his glory. It's when you don't care anymore. It's when you say I'm saved and still doing what you want to do and not asking for forgiveness. How can God use you then? But it's when you are saying I'm not perfect God. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'm going to keep stepping on this road. God, fill me with your Holy Ghost so I can tell somebody else, I know you're not perfect, but God can help you get there because he's helping me get there. I cussed yesterday and I said I was sorry. I fornicated and I said I was sorry and I'm doing my best to do what is right. God, heal me from my fornication. Heal me from my adultery. Save me, God, from my abused tongue. Help me, God. I need you to regenerate me. People need to know that. People need to know that the saints need Jesus. Sometimes people go around and that the saints don't need you. Yes, the saints need Jesus. 
The saints need Jesus. So we can be filled and be used by God so God can work in our life. Let's talk about Peter and John. And I'm closing with this. Everything is lined up. Jesus is gone. God gave them the power of the Holy Ghost. Peter and John, they came, and in Jesus' name, they healed a man. He got up. He was healed. He was delivered. He was set free. And he ran telling everybody. And the council said, wait a minute. This Jesus' name, I don't know about this. No, we can't go. We can't go. We can't, we can't have this. People saying that he was healed in Jesus' name. So he called Peter and John. They called Peter and John before the council. All right? Peter and John was before the council, and Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, remember, they was already filled. But I'm telling you, there are, you can stay continually filled. There are different times where God will fill you to do his work. You might not be filled right now, but as soon as you step out and start doing his work, something come over you. On the job, you know you might be doing your job. No, you're not filled right now. You got the Holy Ghost. But as soon as somebody come and start talking to you about a situation in their life, then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit fill you and give you the words to say. That's why there are sometimes you say, I don't know where these words came from. It came from the Holy Ghost because he filled you to do his glory. There are different times he will fill you to do his work. You got to start putting yourself in position to understand and know that if I go, God will fill me. You have to have enough faith to believe. I don't know, God. I don't know. I'm just going to go and believe that you're going to fill me up when the time comes. So listen, Peter was filled up to speak to the council. Then I'm going to fast forward. And after he spoke to the council, this is what they did. They threatened him. They threatened them. They said, listen, we can't really truly punish them because the people are rejoicing that this happened in Jesus' name. So we can't truly punish them. So we have to threaten them. If you, I, I want you to go through Acts. I'm not going through the whole thing. I'm just going, I'm starting with a prayer. So I want you to read Acts 15 through 33 when you have time. Acts chapter 4, I'm sorry. Acts chapter 4, 15 through 33. And they got to a place, they pulled Peter and John to the side and they threatened them. They say, you're not going to do this anymore. If you do this, we're going to whoop you. We're going to tear you up. If you do this, man, we, man, something's going to happen to you. Oh, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. So they was doing all that, threatening them, whatever. And I want you to understand, when you go in Jesus' name, the enemy going to threaten you. He's going to threaten you. When you start doing things and following the will of God, your trials and tribulations and your afflictions, it seems like the enemy will try to rise up trying to threaten you but guess what he can't touch your life because God has your life no matter what affliction or trial or tribulation you facing keep walking because he can't do nothing those men they couldn't do nothing to Peter John all they could do is threaten the enemy all he can do is threaten your life but he'll say threaten my life if you want to because I have everlasting life so if I die I will rise again you can't be scared of your life God has your life God has Hold of your life, no matter what you face and no matter what trials you face, no matter what threatens you to denounce God, to leave God, to stop reading your word, to stop fasting and praying, no matter what attacks your life to get you to sit back and fall off and stop coming to church and stop seeking his face. Don't let nothing stop you. Don't let nothing. And we're going to start here. This is called the prayer of boldness. Because after you face different difficulties, once you receive salvation, don't it seem like the enemy just come in even stronger? Because he hated 
that you gave your life to God. He hates it now that you can say, I got the light. He hates it. And guess what? He want to clap it off. And so he tries to come in and snatch away and damage your salvation and try to come in and say, man, you ain't got no gift. You ain't got no, and put everything in your life to drag you down, to pull you down. He will try to pull you down. But saints, we have to have a prayer of boldness because people are dying. People are suffering and we need to be bold and testify of God's goodness and his mercy. And it says, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. I'm telling you the truth. When you're going through a trial and when you're hurting and when you're abused, you need to raise your voice up to God. You need to begin to raise your voice up to God. When those things begin to burden you and they begin to crowd you down, it's time for you not to wither and fall, but it's time for you to raise your voice up to God. They raised their voice to God with one accord. I'm not doing this by myself. My brothers and sisters, they raising their voice up with me. Sister, I'm going through this. Brother, I'm going through this. Pray with me. Let's raise up our voice to God. My brother is dying. My sister is dying. My children, they lost their way. My brother, will you please pray with me? Let us raise up our voice to God in one accord. Our city is dying. Our community is dying. Our community is suffering. Church, let's come up and raise our voice to God with one accord. And said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And I want you to understand that prayer started with giving God praise and understanding who he is. That he is the creator of all things. That he has all power to do all things. They recognize that. When you come in one accord and when you come in that prayer for because God, God gave us a, 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 a platform on how to pray. And the first thing you need to give God glory, give him honor for who he is and recognize how powerful he is. And then he went on to say, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage? And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. I want you to understand is that Satan right now was trying to rise up the enemy, rise up his demons against us. You know, every time we talk about going out into the community, every time we talk about a handing out flyers, every time we talk about of doing something for the Lord or speaking his goodness and salvation, I want you to understand is that the king's demons and the king's enemy is going to rise up against us and tell us no. Something is going to try to pull you back from going out and praying, going out and being an example who God wants you to be. Something is going to rise up and try to shut your mouth. It will try to shut you up. And it goes on to say, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on your threats, look on their threats, and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word, 
by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus and when they had prayed the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke with the word of God with boldness you can't allow the enemy to come in and disrupt what God is trying to do you can't allow emotions and, the, and, and, and your own will and your own desires to come in. Get yourself lined up with God. Get yourself lined up to who he is and allow God to fill you up for his glory. Sometimes it's hard when we're going through things ourselves. But I tell you the truth today. When you say, God, I'm ready to do your will no matter what I'm facing, no matter what affliction, no matter what I'm going through. God, fill me with your Holy Ghost. So I can be used for your glory. So I can be bold and tell people you can be set free. So I can be bold and tell people that God did it for me. He can do it for you. So you can be bold and tell people I got the light. So you can be bold and tell people my mind was attacked. My heart was attacked. My soul was attacked. But Christ stepped in and regenerated me. He changed my mind. He changed my heart. He changed my soul. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. God is able to do all things. He's my regenerator. He's my faith. He's my forgiver. He's my everything. He is able. So allow Jesus to feel you. Allow him to work. But then the order way for you to be filled, in order way for you to make this complete, praise God through the midst of it all. Know your salvation recognize it. It's real. Let us stand.